The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 840, you're listening to WGNS, your good neighbor station, and now we are joined by State Representative Mike Sparks. And uh, Mike, good morning to you. What's what's new in the world of politics? Hey, nothing much, Scott. I'm just doing, doing fine on my fifth cup of coffee this morning. Um, you know, what's new, I guess, would be the governor uh, calling for the special the special session um, in, uh, in August and, uh, you know, uh, really not not looking forward to that to be to be just quite honest about it but if the governor calls us up um, you know then then I've got a duty to the to the residents to go and um, I, I met with the governor a couple of weeks ago about my, my two piece piece legislation and you know I just told him straight up I think I've got the two best bills for special session his staff kind of looked at me and um, uh, but they did call me last week, so they are interested in taking up the 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 gun the gun bill, which is the sales tax cut on on gun safes. And um, I was proud to hear that. Um, they didn't get back with me on my House Bill 827, which is the mental health uh, uh, access um, bill. And I've got you know, I've got a few hurdles to go through. I've got a lot of pushback with the hospital association on that uh, on that bill. But hopefully, we'll pass this gun. Safe uh, uh, bill, which is basically incentivizing residents to lock up firearms, safe storage of firearms, uh, is what I guess you could call it. But we know it's worked. We pass it two years in a row. Um, I often have Mark Brassfield, the owner of the Safe House, who sells gun safes. He's got um, three outlets across Tennessee. I happened to call him the other night. Well, last, well, it would it had been last month, a few weeks ago, four weeks ago. When it, and the day that it was going to expire, and he said, dude, I'm swamped. I got people out the door lined up by investing in gun safe. And as you know, and as WGNS has reported on, uh, the amount of stolen guns on the streets, uh, it's at an epidemic level. Um, I just had a guy call me today, Kevin Berta, that, that's the president of uh, Express Pull and Safe in Laverne. Uh, a lot of people might be familiar with them, Express Auto Recyclers, Express Metals. And um, he told me, he said, Mike, he said, one of our drivers got shot at on I-24. The bullet lodged in the GPS garment that's on the dash. Day before that, another shooting on I-24. Um, and these are this is the road that, that, you know, you travel, I travel, our kids travel, our parents travel. And um, uh, we've got to do something about, about the amount of stolen guns that's out there. Hopefully this, this bill is a small step towards um, improving public safety. Now, in addition to that, you recently had some research done. Is it on housing, the housing market, and the way to yeah, find fair you. housing? Yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing that up. You know, Scott, I'm telling you, man, these areas. I just got off the phone with a, with a gentleman just now. Um, uh, he's good friends with Ronnie Irwin, and 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 he was he was appreciative of 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 y'all. You know, uh, you know, doing the news story. Sadly, his son got killed in a car wreck, and um, they called me. Well, one of his friends called me. They they didn't know where the his son's body was. It was just, you know. And thankfully, Mayor Joe Carr, Deputy Chris Beach, um, got back with me real quick to get back with the family. But um, but I want to thank WGNS for that. I just literally just hung up from um from my friend Tony Campbell who who called me just saying thanks and got him a Smith family funeral home uh, for the burial to 
Um, but anyway, it's just unprecedented times we're seeing in this nation, Scott, uh, whether it's, you know, record high inflation. Uh, I just went to the grocery store last night at Publix. In fact, I put this on Facebook. Box of cereal was over $7. And maybe, you know, other people are used to paying that. I'm not used to paying that. So uh, I got a little loaf of bread. I had to self check myself out and stand in line and do my checkout myself. And and I'm thinking, man, where's this country going? You know, just got gas down the way to the station last night, three dollars and thirty four cents a gallon. Um, but on the Tasser study, which Tasser, I've done this two other times, and you helped me with one of them, if you if you recall, it was um, on the child sexual abuse um, and and trauma uh, where we ended the statute of limitations. But I used Tasser, which is Tennessee Advisory Council on Intergovernment Relations, I kind of leveraged them with a study because the one thing about the legislature, one, you got lobbyists that'll work against you if you're not careful. Um, two, you got lawmakers who don't really care about about things sometimes. Um, and you took on the issue of childhood sexual abuse, uh, and I appreciate that. That's that's what led to that revert that uh, implementation of the law where you can go back and prosecute. And the state's limitations. But what I'm doing this year is using TASR to just look at what's going on with housing today. Is it is it going to save the world? Probably not. But is it going to lead to a stronger discussion? Definitely. Uh, and TASR, uh, we even done that on the reference-based pricing that you've heard uh, me have Ralph Weber on. We think we've uncovered $90 million worth of, worth of savings. If any reporters want to challenge me, hey, Call the office or call myself, 525-3198. So now when, when you right. say $90 million worth of savings, what what does oh, that boil down to? Well, we, with reference-based pricing, I know we're shifting gears here for, for listeners, but what come out of that study, that sadly the media doesn't really cover these issues. They're looking for race-baiting issues. They're looking for drama. I mean, WGNS isn't doing that. I mean, we're having a good discussion about solutions, um, and I'll challenge Phil Williams Channel 5 to cover the reference based pricing, to cover solutions, to cover this piece of legislation uh, that we know works. All you got to do is call Mark Brassfield on the safe house. Um, but the Senate, for some reason, dropped the ball on the uh, sales tax cut on gun safe this year. Um, but what we're doing on the, on the housing is basically, or on the reference based pricing, is trying to bring awareness. Montana's implemented this, even California has implemented on a on a limited basis what it does it adds transparency on the cost of health care i mean there's no other product commodity or service out there that has less transparency than health care zero zero uh i wrote an op-ed um a few years ago uh regarding dr van horn um with um with uh vanderbilt's uh, uh college of business talking about health care Van Horn is the one that, when Donald Trump signed the legislation in, uh, into uh, uh, into law, asking for transparency on hospital bills. Um, but the op-ed, if anybody wants to search it, it's it's um, I think I used the term um, uh, "why is healthcare so catty wampus?" Catty wampus. It was a lot of folks probably heard that from their parents about things that are jacked up and crooked and messed up. Catty wampus. You hear that term. But what Ralph Weber has, has uh, with MetaBid, um, has talked about is reference-based pricing is based on you know what the cost is going to be 
on that services provided at that hospital. And it would it, they would negotiate those rates, which may be a certain percentage over the Medicaid rates. And that's what came out of that TASHER study. Uh, sadly, the media doesn't really cover these issues. Um, Ralph, who's been on the radio with us several times about this, um, uh, has said that if we would have went with the state plan, which is our state health care plan that many folks are on the state health care plan, he's what he has uh, done with his research is say, you know, you're in, you're in that network. He said if you'd have been out of the network, you'd have saved ninety million dollars because the network is is propped up and the prices are higher. This is where we need investigative journalism to come back. Now, in all fairness, Dr. Krause's daughter, Jennifer Krause, did cover the, the, the audit that we requested that was it ended up showing a Blue Cross Blue Shield with $1.2, $1.4 million worth of overcharges. Now, that's not a lot of money in the scheme of a $2 billion you know, uh, uh, health care budget with, with the state of Tennessee, but it is an overcharge. Um, I'll have Ralph on with us sometime, but but this is the kind of area that that reporters and journalists need to dig down into. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Ninety percent. Let's just say that that it's not ninety million dollars worth of savings. Let's just say that we're off ninety ninety percent. Well, there's ten there's ten percent left. Nine million dollars worth of overcharges. So, you know, but how how but does on that? Go ahead. How, how does that tie into the study for the housing? Well, that's a, that's another TASR study that's coming up in September uh, that that uh, that we're going to be looking at the cost of housing, uh, and I'm I'm my theory is the more taxes that we implement on housing, the more fees, the more duplication of uh, of cost uh, is only only hurting the home affordability out there. It's a sad day when our own kids and grandkids can't afford to live in our own community. Uh, Randy Allen with Habitat for Humanity was on the radio with me last night on the Rough Magazine show, and we were talking about this. Uh, you know, I bought my first house at 22 for $60,000. Uh, fortunately, I had a father that helped me buy a car. Well, he put the money up, and I paid him back. So that car I sold was at 68 Camaro that I, was used, that I used for the down payment. Um, today, what's the average cost of a home today? What, Gosh, twenty probably? Yeah, yeah. A twenty-two-year-old today could not afford to buy their first house. I mean, there's just with prices as high as they are, it's it's just crazy. I I don't know why the state can't take some of that surplus money that what you're talking about. If they changed, you know, the the medical side of things. If they could take that savings and put it towards first-time home buyers buying their first home, or in, yeah. what if they took this grocery tax, or what if they took, for example, the back-to-school clothing sale that all the stores had this past weekend, where uh, everything was tax-free on back-to-school items? Well, what if they took that money and, and instead of using it for that, it turned around and helped out more so first-time home buyers? Well, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I, I'm on finance with uh, Chairman Patsy Hazelwood and, and uh, Dr. Dr. Carly Baum, who's uh, who's vice chairman. And, um, you know, Baum is an economist. Uh, but, you know, I, I think going back on the grocery tax, I think the grocery tax, uh, when we have the discussion on that, that that, affect, that can affect everybody. Everybody's got to eat, you know. 
not everybody's going to buy a home, you know. But that's what we wanted to do, and we've extended that for for ninety for ninety days um, on that. But on the on the housing, I think what we've got to do is just have a real discussion about what is going on with housing today. Um, I know one person that that has talked about this is is our property assessor um, Rob Mitchell. Uh, what we're seeing with housing um, is huge corporations, private equity groups such as Blackstone and uh, and others that are buying up thousands of homes across across the nation, you know, and then renting them out. And so you and it's hard. I mean, I'm all about the free market, but you know, how do you compete with with huge corporations that are going to come in and buy homes and I mean, my wife looked at a home, a, a duplex, not far from us here, for a, for a nurse that we know. She's a a nurse. <clears throat> Sadly, you know, her her son was killed in a uh, car wreck a few years ago. I had to be the one to call her to, to to break the news. But my wife's trying to help her. In fact, she even lived with us a few years ago um, for about a year. Called about a little duplex, one bedroom duplex, Scott, one bedroom duplex, and this duplex probably built in the fifties, maybe early sixties. And it was fourteen hundred a month for a one bedroom duplex. Yeah, I, I so, mean prices for rent are so high, just like the price of of homes so high. Well, I just heard um, uh, Chairman Craig Harris commentary, and and I think a lot of Craig. I really do. I admire I admire his passion for addiction and helping those with recovery and mental health. But you know, the county commission needs to chime in on what we're seeing with housing. The city councils need to chime in on what we're seeing with housing. But one thing about government that I see that that really that really concerns me for the future of our kids, and you know, Proverbs says there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. Proverbs also says that a wise man leaves an inheritance for his now children. Now to a children. third hit and run crash yeah. under investigation and today. We're not Police seeing that today. Um, in my opinion, we're seeing folks in silos, Scott, where they're not communicating with one area or another. You'd never do that at the station, would you? No. <laughs> No, you've got to communicate. I mean, you would never, you never stay on air. Habitat has to communicate. McDonald's has to communicate. Home Depot has to communicate. Nissan's got to communicate. Uh, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing this where people just don't want to have a conversation. I was talking to the sheriff's department of the day, trying to help a young man that's that's wife's got some medical uh, mental health issues, and he did, he reached out to me. Didn't know anybody to reach out to. And, and one of the guys with the sheriff's department, one of the, one of the higher-up guys, and I, I, he may not want to share his name, but he just – he made the comment. And it really wasn't even part of what we're talking about. You know, he just said people have to communicate today. And because uh, I was asking, are your detectives – do they know the backstory of what, what he's dealing with with his wife that's on drugs and bipolar? And he said, well, maybe it's hard for them to access that information in, in real time. But um, But I'm seeing that, Scott, and I'm telling you, our pastors got to get involved, man. I mean, you know, we've got to get more connected as a society. This isn't a Democrat or Republican issue. Now, there's people that want to make it all about Democrats or Republicans, but I'm telling you, Scott, we're losing this country, and it really, really worries me, man. Um, and all these issues we're talking about, affordable housing, the mental health issue, you know, I was just at Trust Point the other day, um, meeting with Shane Reeves, and I think the world of Shane Reeves. Shane's got a good heart. He cares about he cares about the, the community. Um, now, sometimes we disagree on how how things get implemented, 
But I was at Trust Point the day. Tennessee Hospital Association was there. They may not want me talking about this live on the radio, but, you know, these are people that's in our community. The mental health area, Scott, are through the roof. When I say through the roof, unprecedented. And I'll challenge any reporter, Phil Williams, anybody, that, that Scott Broden, if you think I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Prove to me I'm wrong. Let's set up a meeting at, at Tucker Theater or at, uh, at, at MTSU with Dr. McPhee. I'll challenge all of them by myself. But I, 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 got, it. I got something which is truth, Scott. But the, we don't get a hold of these issues, man. We're going to lose this country. But the bigger question is, why are mental health issues on such an increase? That That's why we need the discussion, Scott. This is what's so jacked up in this country today. People aren't having the communication. That's what House Bill 827 is asking for. It's asking for the hospitals to update their systems in real time. Trey Hark at the Secretary of State I was telling the governor this story. Trey witnessed this. So this isn't just Mike Sparks talking and being so passionate. This is Trey Hargett was sitting to my left. He witnessed this. We're at the hospital at Stonecrest with Lou Caputo. Then again, they may not want me sharing this live on the radio, but I'm going to share it because it's critical, Scott. Lou told me, he says, Mike, he said, all of our ERs are full. He said, all those beds that we added on a few years back, 16 new beds, they're full. A lot of mental health patients. We need some relief. He said, we had a patient on the top floor. I'm not going to say what happened. They may not want me to go that far. But I can tell you, if it was your daughter or if it was your cousin, if it was your neighbor, if it's your church member, you'd be concerned with what happened to that nurse. I'm not going to say what happened live. And maybe an investigative reporter could get their head out of the, out of the sand and look at this, Scott. But all of a sudden... I get asked, a month after, I get asked to run this bill, 827, which is asking for updates from Trust Point, from Rolling Hills, when they have a bed available. Now, we met, we had a good meeting with them last week, had all their uh, top brass, and they're bringing out the most powerful lobbies in the state of Tennessee to, to curb this legislation. But it's a work, some of it's workforce development. They can't get nurses to work in the psych and the mental health areas. They're having a hard time getting nurses. So what I'm saying is keep a work, keep a working group together. Keep a task force together to look at your labor issues. Let's look at importing labor. Maybe it's from Haiti, the Philippines, Mexico, Nigeria. Where else can we get folks that may want to come in and work in mental health? I'm telling you, Scott, we got a tsunami that's facing this country, and we all got to work together, and we all got to get over the damn egos and the personalities and Somebody hurt my feelings last year. Screw all that crap. We got to do this for the for that little grandbaby that I've got now. I've got a new grandbaby. Grace is her name, and um, and I'm worried where this country is going for for her. But on on this area of Tasser, I'm open. If uh, I asked uh, 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 Dr. Urban, uh, who's with uh, he's now dean emeritus with the College of Business at MTSU, talk to him about this. And I'd see if he would testify with some of his research. Uh, we're, we don't have a date on it yet. We're looking at possibly September. But that goes back to that the book of Proverbs. Let's just get back to some common sense basics. Proverbs says there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. Not foolishness in the multitude of counselors. Wisdom in the multitude of counselors. And if you bring that wise counselor to the table, 
Hopefully some wise solutions will come out of that to help not only our generation, but the future generations to come. Again, State Representative Mike Sparks, and we are already out of time, but thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Scott.